0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode
2: in HerSpace,
1: the other thing is that... His relationship with the work wife may be totally appropriate, but there is something about the work wife that is bringing up my insecurities, right? Mm. So let's say, because a common thing that can happen.
2: Wait, does she got a big booty? Is that what it is?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she got a big old booty? <laughs> she, not only does she have a big old oh, booty. damn. But... <laughs> Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college
2: professor and psychologist. And Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just Be.
1: All right, so our quote of the day is, I'm going to just say it up front, it's a controversial one. And normally our quote of the day, I'm like, yes, let's put this on Instagram. Let's hashtag this, like this quote is dope. This quote is not. But it is useful to dive into our conversation today. So our quote of the day comes from an unknown source. Who says, true confidence has no room for jealousy and envy. When you know you are great, there is no reason to hate. I found all kinds of problems with that quote. But T, what do you think?
2: I think it's one of those quotes where it's like, it sounds good. And if you're having a good day, it's like, yeah, girl, caption. But then when you think about it, it's like it's it shames whoever's having these very human and normal emotions of jealousy and envy. So if you read that, it's like, well, damn, what's wrong with me? I must not be confident because confidence has no room for jealousy and envy. Damn, I guess I'm a hater. Like, you know what I mean? Like when it just to me is problematic and I don't think it's realistic.
1: It also says I agree with all of that. And I would add to that, but that it says that if I experience jealousy or envy, then I must be hating on someone or hate someone or something, when that's not what jealousy and envy are all about in the first place.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You ready to dive into this?
2: I'm ready to dive in, Dom. I will say, though, just off the bat, this topic, like these two words... Us preparing content for this episode, I felt like there was an energy shift, and it felt I don't know these words just feel kind of heavy to me when I think about them when I hear them. It makes me want to like whisper and like you know crouch down low because it just feels so negative and so shameful and I think about when I've experienced jealousy and envy, and I'm like, oh my God, like I don't really want to talk about that and It's uncomfortable, and why do I feel this way? I want to beat myself up for feeling this. And so I'm really happy that we're diving into the topic, but I don't think this is an easy one because many of us just don't have conversations about these feelings.
1: You're right. We don't talk about it. And these feelings come up all the time, especially with
2: social media, okay? I just felt this way earlier today. What happened? What happened? Now well, You put it out there. Now you got to tell us. Well, so I think it happens on and off. There are a few things. Um, you're scrolling down and you see someone's picture and it's like, now the thing is, I before I tell you, let's talk about what they actually mean. Because I even get confused and I think we use them interchangeably. So it's like, oh, I'm jealous or I'm envious. But it's like, wait, are you really using it correctly? So when we say jealousy, like what does jealousy mean? So- jealousy means,
1: usually involves a third party. So two people and a third party, right? Let me give an example. So let's say that you and your partner are, you know, y'all have like a great relationship. Everything's going smoothly. And then they have a new friend at work. And this new friend happens to be a woman and you find yourself having some negative reactions to the amount of time your partner is spending on work projects with this, uh, with this other woman.
2: Those feelings that come up are probably jealousy. And what makes it jealousy is the fact that there's a third party involved, but also there's like a rival for affection and attention. So it's like my partner is giving this to that person, but I want that attention on me. Yes. Okay. Whereas envy occurs between only two people and it's best summed up as I want what you have. So just to kind of. Shift the example just a bit. Let's say that. Oh, let's use a good example. I feel like a lot of women can resonate with this. I'm scrolling down Instagram and I see Meg the Stallion's fine ass. <laughs> Meg the Stallion. <laughs> she, I think Meg the Stallion, she's like many people's body goals. I mean, she's like, she's a stallion. I mean, she's yeah. built, right? So a lot of people may see, or women may see that, and they're like, damn. I want, I want to make the stallion body. I want them make the stallion knees as everyone's talking about, like, I want that, you know? Um, so I think envy is more. So I want what you have. And then you have jealousy, which is a third party. And then there's a rival for that affection and intention. Um, I definitely use them interchangeably and I use them incorrectly. I would say that mine is more so envy, but it's not, I think th- I think my feelings of jealousy and envy have shifted over the years. I think mm-hmm. I've matured in that way. Not saying I'm never going to get to a point where I have like a uh, a negative feeling around that, but I haven't. I don't recall facing a negative, a very strong negative feeling around that in a while. Um, but yeah, my example was just like scrolling down the timeline. You see someone just doing something dope, looking amazing, or like on vacation. and It's like a quick like. Oh damn, that's cool, but I want to do that right now. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's envy. Mm-hmm. And but that is what we often
1: will incorrectly label as jealousy. jealousy. Exactly. We tend to, like you said, like we tend to group envy and jealousy in the all behaviors of envy and jealousy in the same category when they really are not. Mm-hmm. To me, when I think about it. I think about envy as, and both of them do come from internal space, right? Internal, like, sign of something. Mm-hmm. And that's where they can kind of differ, right? So when I think about, okay, scrolling Instagram or something, some social media platform, and I see some, and I see like Meg Desalian, and I'm like, "Ooh, I, I wish I had her knees." <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's envy, like we said. And I can say that in passing, and not feel. I can keep moving with my day, right? I don't necessarily let that tear me down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not more than likely going to do anything to harm Meg the stallion in her knees, exactly. right? So that's how we know that it's envy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy would be more if Meg and I were, were besties, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like... Girl, I like your knees. I need to have your knees. Mm -hmm. Like I'm jealous that I that I don't have knees like yours. And then I do
2: something to harm her. I think there's a little difference there. So I think with jealousy, there's that. that, This is I'm just learning this, so this is why I'm like, wait, let me look at the notes. Let me reiterate, right? And which is why I want us to dive into these. That's why I'm putting these examples out there. Yeah, good stuff. So that when we feel an emotion, we're able to like say, this is what it is. With it, with the jealousy, there's there's a third party missing. So I think what you shared about her knees that would be envy. But I feel like you can have like you can you can be jealous and it not be like a negative or like host, hostile jealousy or the same with envy. Like it can be uh, harmless. But I think with jealousy it would be like um, okay. So Meg The Stallion, I do follow her as you'll probably see or hear as I continue to talk about her and her. She has a dog. It's a cute little. Um, I think it's like a pit bull or something like that. I think so, or Frenchie or something, and her dog's name is Foe. So if you and Meg the style were besties and she was giving Foe more attention, then you'd be jealous ah. because you want the attention and affection on you and not Foe.
1: So because her needs are part of her person,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's not considered a third party. Exactly. And so then that's why that would still remain envy and not
2: jealousy exactly got it. yes we got it okay because okay. i told you i definitely have used these words the wrong way so i'm like oh, right okay this is what it means and so when you think about envy so i was reading this article and it said that there were two different types this is psychology today but two different types of envy and so there's the hostile envy and there's depressed envy and i think this leads to what we were talking about before So depressed envy occurs when someone else's success makes you feel worse about you Mm. or your life. Mm -hmm. You feel diminished. You feel lost. You feel defeated. You feel humiliated. You see this person. I'm just going to bring up social media because I feel like that's easy access for everyone to feel these emotions. Mm -hmm. You see that person. I know it happens. Like so many wildly successful people. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this person is in. Dubai again, or this person's on a jet or this. It it impacts your status, right? And it makes you feel worse about yourself. That is depressed envy. And then you have hostile envy. And that occurs when you feel angry and want the other person to fail in some way.
1: Ah, so if we go back to my Meg the Stallion Mm -hmm. example, right? So the first part of that, when I'm like, just looking at her on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I wish I had her knees, and then I start feeling bad about myself Mm -hmm. because I don't have her knees, then, and maybe I start engaging in self-sabotaging behavior, and I do all kinds, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? At least all these other negative behaviors. That's the depressed envy. Exactly. But then, if I'm in that space where I'm like, me and Meg are besties, and I'm like, well, I need to take her knees out because I because if she continues to have those knees, then I don't have those knees. And that becomes hostile envy.
2: Yes, hostile envy. And then they say that some people identify a third envy, which is benign envy. So this is when you have positive a- admiration of the qualities of another person. So
1: that's when I'm looking at it. And instead of me having these other two feelings, I'm looking at Meg's knees and I'm like, Man, she got some badass knees. She can like drop that's real so, low.
2: Damn, that's so <laughs>
1: dope. Shout out to Meg for having them bomb ass knees. Yes.
2: Okay. And so it it actually makes me think about something that happened recently with me where I, I went home to visit family and I stayed there for a week and I went to go see my best friend who just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't caught up on some of our episodes, Um, I have been trying to get pregnant for, it's been two years now, which is crazy. A little over two years, which is like bizarre to even think that so much time has gone by. And my best friend and I, we were pregnant together this year. Like earlier, Mm -hmm. I had a miscarriage. She ended up having her baby. And so, as you can imagine, there could have been a lot of different emotions that came up being there. So I got to see her and her newborn. Mm -hmm. I got to hold him, take pictures. I was so excited. And I remember just thinking to myself. I was like, I just had like a personal moment where I was like, I'm so proud of you because I am like genuinely excited for her and I'm excited for her. I love her baby and I still want my baby. And so when I think about these definitions, I was envious, but it was benign envy. It was like a positive admiration. I had good vibes. Mm -hmm. It was all good, you know, good energy. But at the same time, I still wanted the thing that I've been trying to right manifest. For. Yeah. It's normal. It's normal.
1: Those are normal feelings mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. If you had come back and you said you had not experienced that at all and you it didn't bring up anything for mm-hmm. you, I would actually be, that's when I would be questioning your mental health. Yeah. like. Are you sure everything's okay? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you might be in some deep denial Mm -hmm. because it's not that you have to have that feeling and and it has to be like a deep depression because Mm -hmm. of it. It doesn't have to be depressed envy, right? But it should come up on some level. Mm -hmm.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Like the, that feeling. And even
2: if it lasted like a fleeting moment, it should come up. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think that, um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. Jealousy, envy. Oh, so I, although I'm in that space with this particular I want to say, issue. I had benign envy there. It was positive. Everything was great. I still want to hold space for when we have situations where someone is just having a rough time, where it's like depressive envy or jealousy or even hostile. Maybe you are having some thoughts. You're know, like, I want to do something because I'm just so fucking mad. Let's say, for instance, like this one person, I'll just make up a name. Let's say Shakira at the office, right? Shakira, she is always winning and she's just like the star player you're never celebrated and you're just like what the fuck that right there wait wait wait, that would be that would be envy and not jealousy if she's winning and you just want to win because you haven't been chosen right and let's say that you're like I want to sabotage her I want to do something what do we do then right And like how do we feel when emotions come up because I know in the past whenever jealousy or envy has come up for me I judge myself. I am it, it I feel a lot of shame. I'm like, you shouldn't feel this way. Why do you feel this way? You should you should be grateful for all that God has given you. That person, that's their blessing like it's just a lot of shame. And I think that when we have a conversation around coping and moving through the feelings, that's important, but I also want to talk about how does it feel to just sit with it? You know?
1: Well, that shit's uncomfortable. I mean, mean, it's uncomfortable because it's forcing you to have to ask yourself and Mm. look at, okay, well, what are the things that need to possibly change in Mm. my life? Mm. Because something's got to change in order for me to stop feeling this way, right? So if Shakira is constantly winning and I'm not, and I'm upset that I'm not winning. Well, one, let me acknowledge that I am upset that I'm not winning.
2: There you right? go. Acknowledge it first, right? We're right? not in denial, we're not being passive aggressive. We are acknowledging I'm acknowledging
1: that I am upset that I am not winning. And then I step back and I say and I figure out, I evaluate the situation to figure out what might be the roadblocks. That are keeping me from winning. And the thing to pay attention to is that those roadblocks could be my own internal stuff. It could be external stuff in my environment. But I won't know for sure unless I keep an open mind and try to examine the entire picture. But see...
2: Envy sometimes feels like it could be the easy way out. Because now when you start to get curious, you got to hold yourself accountable, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about acknowledging the way that we feel. Mm-hmm. This is all work, right? This is not yes. just like, oh, I don't like that bitch, right? Like right. I'm just hating or whatever it is to mask how you really feel. It's like, oh, wait, how do I feel? Two, what can I control? Back to the question that Dom has mentioned in the previous episodes that I have like held on to for dear life. What can I control, right? And acknowledging and coming to grips with okay, what do I need to do to start winning? is mm-hmm. that possible is it possible for me? am I you know in a fair environment where I can do that like it just opens up the door to possibilities if we're willing to get to that place right right and also be gen- be being gentle with ourselves and knowing that it, it happens to the best of us, especially with social media these days.
1: And having that self-compassion, you know, like when you used to talk about be gentle with yourself. And if we go back to our office example with Shakira, you know, the reality is that you might not be doing what needs to be done for you to win. Right. And oftentimes that's the hard thing for us to acknowledge that, OK, well, Shakira is winning. Because Shakira is meeting all of her deadlines and all of her goals. Mm-hmm. Dominique over here not winning because Dominique is not doing the work. Dominique is showing up and doing the bare minimum. And why am I just showing up and doing the bare minimum? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm unhappy in this position in the first place. Maybe I took this job because I needed a job. bill got to be paid. And this was the one thing that was open.
2: Yeah.
1: So now this envy, that this feeling of envy that I recognize has led me down a deeper rabbit hole mm-hmm. of self-exploration and introspection, which could completely, if I'm open to it, allow me to have a complete turnaround. Because if I can look at it and I can say, okay, well, part of why I'm envious is because I'm in in a situation that is not meant for me. And so I need to figure out, now that I know, I need to figure out what steps I can take to get out of that situation and put myself in a situation where I can
2: win. And if you are in a situation where, let's say, dom is killing it and you're like i'm still not getting any recognition or a promotion then it's like okay let me have a conversation with my manager like figure out what am i missing here because this person's winning now we we're talking a lot about envy and i want to share another example that came up for me where i had like a personal aha moment and then i want to talk about jealousy because i feel okay. like there are like a, l- a few different nuanced things that we got to cover yeah. when it comes to that affection and attention rivaling so the thing i want to talk about as it relates to envy Lady, I don't know about you, but this episode is getting really good. So if you are resonating with anything that we've touched on today, please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes, a five-star review with a comment. We read them all. We appreciate you. You can also follow us on Instagram at HerSpace Podcast. So I went to see my sister and my niece and nephew when I was on the East Coast during my solo trip and... My sister, she's so creative. She's so talented and she decorated her home. And I mean, it looks so bomb. So she has, I mean, she's so creative. She's one of those people where she can just go on a Pinterest and she can just recreate one of the looks, right? So her living room looks so bomb. She has plants all over the place. It looks so good. And what happened was I was there and I remember, I was just like giving her so many compliments. Like, girl, this place looks so bomb. I want you to help me do my place. Like, it looks so good. And I remember getting home after that trip, and I texted her a picture of my living room, I'm like, okay, can you help me try to transform my living room? And so she gave me all these tips, and then I felt really overwhelmed. And I was like, pause, wait a minute. You saw something you like that someone else has, which is great, right? I thought it was wonderful. I have a vision for myself on how I want my dream home to look. And what I realized I was trying to do was I was really trying to sort of put on a certain thing, in this case, it would be the decor of her home, into my current place in my current apartment when I'm not really ready for that in my journey.
0: And I was just like, damn, sometimes we want
2: what someone has, but it's really not for you, or at least it's not for you right now. And I was like, you know what? I had to tell her, I was like, you know what?" this? I got so overwhelmed from that list you sent me. I'm actually gonna pause on that. And I started to think, do I want what I want because she has it, or do I want it because it's a good fit for me right now? And based on where we are. My husband and I probably aren't going to be in this apartment for super super long. We also, when we do move, you know, it's not super, uh, what is it? It's temporary. So when we do move, we're going to have a lot more stuff to move. If I were to buy all this new decor. So I was like, honestly, it really doesn't make sense for me to even do all that. I can appreciate what she has and let that sit in that space and not have to like recreate that for myself. You know what I mean? That's an excellent, excellent notice. Because I think that oftentimes
1: we take that positive feeling and it fuels our motivation into something. And then we are constantly overwhelmed. And this is how we end up with initially three things on our to-do list. And before you know it, because we get so fueled and motivated by other people doing great things, we're like, oh shit, yeah, I could do that too. That's an excellent idea to Mm -hmm. upstart my life and Next thing you know, you went from three things on the to-do list to 25 things, and then
2: you are stressed out. Because you're not flowing, you're forcing. And it's like you being on the highway, right? And you're in your own lane, but you look over and you're like, oh damn, she over there in the middle lane, she got her Tesla traffic is going super smooth. So you move over into her lane and now you're stuck. You didn't face some obstacles. And that's because you are not even in your own lane. You are in the wrong space. You're not supposed to be there. You ain't supposed to be doing none of that shit. You're supposed to be in your space, getting quiet with yourself so you can figure out what do I really want? Not what looks good on someone else and what I might want to try to bring over to me. Because what would have probably happened was I would have got all this new stuff. Then I would have been stressed out when we had to move because we got all this extra stuff. And I would have been like, you know what? I done did all that because I felt so positive and it seemed so right and it seemed so good. But now I'm back at square one. Now I'm envious of something else because I was just doing stuff just to be doing it. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And which and you and the thing is, is that you could take all those ideas that your sister sent Mm -hmm. you and save it somewhere on the cloud and and label it my dream home. Exactly. And know that it is
2: going to be there. When your time is right. When your time is right. And now transitioning on to the jealousy component. Because the thing about jealousy is it's a little different because when you are jealous, there's there are three parties involved, right? You and two other people. And so let's say we're going to use the example. I'll, I won't use Meg the Stallion again. We'll, we'll move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But let's say that um, it's the coworker. You said so your partner has this new coworker. It's a person of the opposite sex or same sex, whatever, someone that they're spending more time with and you are, you're jealous because your partner is spending more time with their new co-worker. Let's say it's your partner's, I don't know, everyone has a work wife, they say, right? It's the work wife. So now what needs to happen after you acknowledge your feelings and figure out how you feel, um, you need to have a conversation right. with your partner. Right. Why do you feel that you're not getting enough attention or affection. How can they help out with it? How can you all kind of come to a medium? Um, is there anything inappropriate or like, is there anything that's crossing boundaries with this work wife or this person, right? Like having a conversation, which does open the door for vulnerability, right? Cause you're really putting yourself out mm-hmm. there. But in those situations, I think it's best to have that conversation with your partner. And if it's a good partner and it's someone that is understanding, they will try to figure out how You all can meet each other halfway, right?
1: And the way I like to describe it is you have a healthy
2: relationship,
1: right? And so the thing to think about is, like we said earlier, those feelings of envy and jealousy are normal. Jealousy is almost like an instinctual survival feeling that gets triggered in us to let us know that something is off, something needs to change, Mm -hmm. right? The key is figuring out accurately identifying what is that thing that needs to change. Mm-hmm. So like you said, okay, so I'm going to have a conversation with my partner to let my partner know that I'm having a negative reaction like I'm st- I'm starting to feel jealous of your relationship with your work wife. Mm-hmm. And let's let's kind of tap into let's figure out like why am I feeling jealous? Mm-hmm. It could be, like you said, like a survival thing of my instinct kicking in to let me know that there may be some boundary crossing, some inappropriate behavior going on between the two of them that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be that our relationship is experiencing some issues mm-hmm. and maybe, like you said, I'm not feeling the affection that I used to receive. And so that's why I'm feeling jealous because not that he may be giving his work wife any affection because he may be very boundaryed with her, but it may be causing him to be less affectionate with me for whatever reason. The affection is not there. The other thing is that his relationship with the work wife may be totally appropriate, but there's something about the work wife that is bringing up my insecurities, right? Mm. So let's say, because a common thing that can happen.
2: Wait, does she got a big booty? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs>
1: she got a big old booty. <laughs> she, not only does she have a big old oh, booty. damn. But... She works out and she is fit. Oh, damn. Now, you just had a baby. Oh. Right? And you're happy with the. You mm-hmm. are happy. Like, there's no postpartum blues or anything, mm-hmm. right? You are happy. However. That's some real shit. How. I said I was mm-hmm. bringing a real mm-hmm. example to you, right? Mm-hmm. However, you and you're trying, you've been kind of struggling with getting back into working out. And you see the work wife, and you're like,
2: motherfucker, <laughs> like, damn, she's damn, she's bad. She bad.
1: <laughs> and now yeah. you're jealous. Ooh. You're, you're jealous, envious and you're
2: jealous. Yes, exactly. Ooh, right, yes. you got
1: both of those things I, happening. I, I can dig cause it. I can dig cause it. Because you're like, one, she's you're envious mm-hmm. of how bad she is, yes. right? How bad her body mm-hmm. is. Her body is ha- her. She's like hashtag body goals, mm-hmm. right? But then you're jealous because you're like, this woman who I have some envy towards is also spending time with my husband. Mm. Now, again, there is nothing inappropriate happening between the two of Mm -hmm. them. It is your own insecurities that is making you upset. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's about tapping into really trying to identify, accurately identify what may be going on. And the first thing is to acknowledge, like we keep saying, you know, because I really want us to really understand that, is that those feelings are normal and real. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to have those feelings. It's what we do with those feelings that can end up being problematic, Mm -hmm. right? So we we step back and we're like, all right, yeah, I'm jealous of her. But I don't have to. Act on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to engage in a negative way. I don't need to, I don't have to do anything to sabotage my relationship or his work relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have to engage in any type of negative behavior. I have a conversation with my husband. There you go.
2: Right. And then getting reassurance. Like, what reassurance do you need to make sure that your relationship is solid? Because jealousy, the foundation is wait a second, there's a, something is changing with my social relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the tips that we've continuously shared is recognize it, like acknowledge what's going on. I would say number two would be for me, like kill it with kindness. So not kill them with kindness, kill it with kindness. And I know for me, oftentimes when I feel something come up or I'm like, oh damn, that person achieved a goal that I really want to achieve. I will show love like immediately. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, I'm not with the fake love stuff. Like if I right. if I'm if it's fake love, I just ain't gonna show no love at all. But I really encourage myself. Like you need to compliment that person. Like I I kind of have my devil and angel on each yep. side, and it's like mm mm. You ain't gonna we not being a hater today. Go ahead and compliment. Tell that girl she look good. Okay, right. congratulate that person. And I do that because it just it does feel good when you you when you give positive energy. So I do encourage myself to push past how you feel and show the love that you would want someone to show you, right? Cuz when you win, you want someone to show love. So even though I may have some feelings that I'm still processing and working through, I do my best to sh- kill it with kindness and show love anyway.
1: I would say to also in this instance reach out to support your support system, mm-hmm. right? Because I keep cuz I think back to our specific example, if you are a new mom, that has you, you need the support. Mm-hmm. And so those feelings like are so real and so impactful that getting that support, like reaching out to like, find your home girls, find the people who you know are going to be your cheerleaders, because this may be one of those instances where your partner doesn't really understand, Mm -hmm. right? And so, and I'm speaking, you know, I recognize that I'm speaking about this from a heterosexual relationship perspective, but no matter what the gender dynamics Mm -hmm. are, your partner might not have an understanding of what it is that you are going through. And so you reach out and you find community from people who can be supportive. And as always,
2: seek a therapist. There you go. I would agree with that. And I would also say just doing a reality check as well, like just chatting with yourself. And I think we we live in a world that's so noisy and so busy. We got social media trying to get your attention. you got Netflix, just endless shows at any time, you know, you want, right? You can just tune in. But I think getting still with yourself is so key. And reminding yourself that you can be happy for someone and still want something that they might have, but want it for yourself, right? So for yep. instance, like I was sharing earlier, I'm so happy for the baby. He's so cute. I had so much fun with him. And at the same time, I still want my baby, right? Like, right. So it's okay to have all those feelings coexist and just being real with yourself again about how you feel and what you might be able to do to to change the circumstance, right?
1: Yeah. And if you find that you're still struggling, consult a therapist. That therapist can help you work through all of those feelings. And sometimes we need that unbiased opinion to help us really sort through things and help us get into a good problem-solving mode once we've gotten to the foundation of what the issues are. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice,
2: Her Space Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I know that everything is working out for my good, even when things don't go as planned. We'll see you
1: next week, lady.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Jen. And I'm Jess. And we're the hosts of the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to tell you about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum. We often interview dermatologists on our podcast, and two of their favorite skincare ingredients to recommend are retinol and vitamin C. This serum has both in one lightweight, layerable formula. The new Strivectin serum helps to smooth fine
2: lines, and it's clinically proven to visibly brighten and firm skin. To learn more about StriVectin Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum, visit Strivectin.com.
0: It's true that some things change as we get older.